Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you for your wonderful applause. Thank you, beautiful, beautiful people, God's people. Beautiful people, wonderful. Hello? I'm just, just going to let him go on. <laughs> let him do, do him for a thank few minutes. Thank you for the applause. We thank you. Yes, thank you for another week of doing the podcast. And we just come on this June 6th, which is when we're, um, uh, we are uh, recording this behind-the-scenes yes. stuff. And so 2021... And so we just want to thank you for this day and uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad to have you with us this week. So we're still talking about the same topic. We are talking about um, power of words. And in addition to the power of words, we are going to speak along the lines and however the Holy Spirit leads us, but we're going to speak along the lines of murmuring and complaining. Or complaining and murmuring. However you choose to say it, we say complaining and murmuring. If you want to put it in alphabetical order, murmuring, complaining, um, just not speaking positively. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is our third rendition episode of Power of Words, we do highly suggest and recommend you go back and listen to the first two episodes. The first one, we kind of broke down um, how there's power in words, mm-hmm. um, talking about God. God spoke everything into existence, so I'm not going to go back and rehash what we talked about then, because we want you to go back and listen to listen, it. Listen to the podcast. That's yes. why we do this. So you will have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You'll have not strength, but you'll have foundation, foundation, education, information, information, impartation, impartation, any Reve- other kind revelation. of revelation. Yeah, any <laughs> other kind of Asian. We want you to have it, um, especially when it comes to your marriage. There are yes. a lot of um, people, couples who are uh, being challenged in their marriages. And so we just want to give to you what the Lord has given to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there are some people who haven't been, that aren't being challenged in this season. Yeah. But we just want to give you this information so that you can be equipped with what you need to have a successful mm-hmm. marriage and be prepared when you go into those challenging seasons. Yeah, so we just want to um, give you all some some insight tips, what thus saith the Lord, at least what we believe God has given us to give share to you. Yes. And so uh, I'll let you start off, dear, okay. or do you want me to start off? So again, power of words, we're going to talk about complaining and murmuring, murmuring and complaining, and how it does us no good or gets us nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I think Douglas and I both, when we were, Doug and I, 
uh, both when we were looking up scriptures, we both ran across some of the same scriptures. And when we were talking about the podcast recently this week and what we wanted to discuss, one of the things that came to mind, and we both pulled out the scripture, is about how the Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness because of murmuring and complaining. Yes. And the Bible tells us that it was an 11-day journey. Yes, 40 years. 40 years. Wow. When you think about that, it's mind-blowing that something as simple as what you say and how you say it can cause you to be stuck somewhere longer then you need to be stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the scripture um, I wanted to read that precedes the scripture that talks about them being in the wilderness is in Numbers 14 and 2. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness. So all the Israelites grumbled and against Moses and Aaron. They obviously was not feeling their leadership. And Mm. just for a moment, I just want to talk to the wives. And this just dropped down in my spirit. Your husband is your leader, Your should be your Moses, should be your Abraham, should be the leader and the head of that house. And you're murmuring and complaining may leave you stuck somewhere in your marriage because you're nagging, because you're complaining, because you're not allowing your husband to be the leader of that house. And for many years, we experienced that because of me. Um, I wanted to be in charge. I wanted to have control. And when I received the revelation that that's not my responsibility and don't even carry that weight. I wasn't built. Women aren't built to carry the responsibility of being the head of the house. Now, if you're single and you're listening to this and you're not married and you have children, you are the head of your house. Mm -hmm. But when you get married, your spouse, your husband, women, are the head of the house. And so when I got that revelation, it took such a burden off of me. It took such a pressure off of me when things needed to be taken care of. And I would say, hey, Doug, X, Y, Z, and give it to him and not try to carry it myself or not try to solve it myself. I think, I think um, a lot of times women, generally speaking, so I don't, you could please save your emails. Um, generally speaking, uh, women say they want a man, you know, to lead them, so on and so forth. But when you get married and God gives you that man, um, your husband, then generally speaking, women, some women may have a problem with his leadership or how they perceive his leadership. And again, that comes back to something that you all should discuss prior to getting married. But since you are married now, um, you're complaining against the same man, your husband, that you said God gave you as a gift. 
Mm-hmm. And now everything, you know, he can't do this. So he never does this. And he blah, blah, blah. And he's not like this person, even though you don't know how this person is. Or you're comparing him to your first husband or your second husband or, you know, ex-boyfriend or whatever. You're just murmuring and complaining. And that, that and we, Renee just gave you the scripture. It took them 40 years to get somewhere where it should have only taken them 11 days. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that is... Well, we didn't read the scripture. We didn't read... Okay, okay. I'm, I'll just hold my peace and let the <laughs> Lord fight my back. <laughs> so, the, so the scripture that Doug is referring to is Deuteronomy 1. and I'm going to read um, Deuteronomy 1. I'm going to read verse 2 and I'm going to read verse 5 and 6 because I think 5 and 6 is appropriate as well. Normally, it takes only 11 days. This is the New Living Translation, by the way. Normally, it only takes 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, going by the way of Mount Seir. But 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt, on the first day of the 11th month, they were going into 41 years. Basically, it was 40 years and 11 months. So it was almost 41 years While the Israelites were in the land of Moab, east of Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as follows. I'm going to pause for a second. Ladies, God speaks to your husband too. And if God told your husband, gave you some instructions to follow, whether you agree or you haven't heard that from God, pray about it and trust the God that's in your husband. If you're married to a godly man, Trust that God speaks to him too. I'm going to go back to the scripture. When we were at Mount (laughs) Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, husbands and wives, to break out of murmuring and complaining. If you want to get out of the rut that you feel like your marriage is in or you feel like the communication isn't good, you need to look back at what you're saying, make sure you're not complaining about things, make sure you're not murmuring so that you can break those habits and break camp. You want to get out of Egypt. You want to get to the place, the promised land of your marriage that God has in store for you. Okay, so... Now I can say my 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 mm-hmm. part. It's interesting about this story is that I don't what what's interesting to me about this story is that people of a certain age is in the different versions of the Bible talks about the men of war. Uh if they were of a certain age, they never went into the promised land. So God waited until everybody died out and then their children went into the promised land. Mm-hmm. It's not like they walked around, you know, the wilderness for 40 years and then, oh, by the time it was almost 41 years, they walked into the promised land. They didn't They didn't go. Their children went in. Mm-hmm. And because of their mouth. And so what I'm, what I, to bring this back to marriage, you can curse yourself, not cuss, but you can curse yourself. And you may never see the blessing that God has in store for you, but your children may see it. 
but you may not because of your mouth. And I heard something interesting today. Um, Bishop Rudolph McKissick, he said this, your misery and your mess is because of your mouth. Mm. Because you keep talking about things, you keep talking about what your husband's not doing, what your wife's not doing. You letting people talk about, you know, your husband and your spouse or who, you know. And instead of saying what they are doing or speaking those things that be not as though they are, you keep agreeing with the situation. You're letting your words, and again, we talked about the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue. And no matter what situation you're in right now, you cannot agree with the situation. Mm. You have to speak as as though you're not in that situation. We're coming out of this. And, you know, my husband, you know, will like you used to say, my husband will, will beat me to church. And, you know, my husband will be, you know, the head and he'll be praying for me and so on and as our, over our family and things like that. You spoke that into existence. I'm talking to Renee, my yeah, wife. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Call those things yeah. that be not as though they were. Yeah, you spoke that into existence. And I was not doing that. Wasn't even thinking about doing that at the time you said that. And so that's something we have to be mindful of um, is that your mouth can keep you in a situation that you don't want to be in. But yet, do you really want to be there? And my old pastor, not my old pastor, our first pastor, used to say this. And I found this to be true. You are where you are because that's where you really want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, more I thought about that, I was like, <laughs> you had to let that marinate for a little yeah. while. Like, hmm. You are where you are because that's where you really want to be, and you really want to be in this rut because you keep speaking it, you keep agreeing with the rut. Just mm-hmm. change your conversation. And I like something you said: be mindful, be mindful of your mouth, because I think a lot of times we are not intentional about Mm -hmm. what we say. We don't think about what we're going to say before we say it. We just speak Mm -hmm. out of habit and we don't put any thought. We don't mind our mouth. And that's so important. And um, one of the scriptures I found um, in Proverbs and the Passion Translation says like this, guard your words and you'll guard your life. But if you don't control your tongue, it will ruin everything. Wow. Yeah. Your tongue can ruin everything. So guard your words. Be mindful of your words. Because what you say can ruin your life. Mm -hmm. And that just goes back to the scripture that we read initially. um, Think previous podcasts. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Guard your words and you'll guard your life. And we just talked about the children of Israel. They didn't make it. I mean, their children made it. But the first generation or the older generation who came out of Egypt, they never made it to that to that mm-hmm. land. And so you're if you want to get to a place in your marriage where, you know, you see other couples or even if you're looking at us or listening to us, say, I want our marriage to be like Doug and Renee or whomever you may, you know, think it may be, you know, the the godly couple. Let's just put it that like that. You have to watch what you say. Because if you are continually speaking death over your marriage and 
There, there's no there's no ambiguity. There's no gray area. It's death and life. So if you're continually speaking death over your marriage, then you will probably never see the marriage that you want to have, that you think you want to have. But because you can't guard your words coming out of your mouth, you don't you'll guard your life, guard your words and you'll guard your life. But if you don't control your tongue, it'll ruin everything. Proverbs 13 and three, the passion translation. Yes. So be mindful, be intentional. And we keep we've been saying this for over a year. Marriage is work. Marriage is working on you all the time, 24 by 7. Marriage is hard work. <laughs> you know how we throw that word in there. It, it was the way you say marriage is hard, hard work. work. <laughs> I want to emphasize that. Just in case y'all wasn't clear, it is hard work. And you're always married. And it's not like your job where you do your 40 hours or however many hours you work and then you go home and you get to leave everything at the door. No, you don't. You're always married. You're married at work. You're married when you're with your husband and your wife. Yeah. You're married when you're not with them. Yeah. You're married when you're at the grocery store. You're married when you're driving in the car. You're married when you sleep at night. You're married. You're married. You're married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all think I'm the crazy one. Well, you know what they say. After you've been married to somebody for a while, if you can't beat them, join them. I can't beat them, so I have to join them. <laughs> ah. So, um, yes, you have to join me, dear. Um, but yet, in Joshua 5 and 6, that's when it talks about, you know, um, the people who are of uh, military age when they left Egypt. They they didn't go into the promised land, but their children did. And I I want, and I, and I know I can speak for Renee when I say this. I want everything the Lord has for me, for me. I want all my blessings. I, I believe there are going to be mm-hmm. blessings for my children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren who have yet to be born. But everything God has for me, I want for me. I don't want it to necessarily, I don't want to not get my blessing because I can't control my mouth. I can't control my tongue, really. And I'm just speaking death over my own self. And so... Please hear, hear our heart when we uh, are talking to you and we're stressing with you. Change your conversation when it comes to your spouse. Jesus said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, he told he to, he said, speak to the mountain and it shall be moved. He didn't say, you know, lay hands or throw oil or go on the fast. He said, speak to the mountain. Mm hmm. And we have to remember, we have that power, the same power that God had when he started all this. He said, let there be, let there be, and so on and so forth. We have that same power, that same creative power in us. We just have to speak it and then walk it out. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Awkward pause. Uh, some storm, some storms you have to speak to. God yes. commands us to speak to, you know. And there are some storms you just have to endure. 
And I know some people are, are thinking, well, I, I've been saying or I've been speaking over my spouse and it still appears that we're in the same situation that we've been in and how long and so on and so forth. Every storm you cannot speak to. Every storm you speak to will not necessarily go away. Let me say, say it to you like that. But some storms you just have to endure. You can't, if God brings a storm into your life, you, how, how can you rebuke God? You, you know what I'm saying? God, right. God brought the storm into your life. He brought it into your life for a reason and or a season. Yes, to everything there's a time and a season. Yeah. So you got the four seasons, winter, spring, summer, mm-hmm. fall. And depending on where you are, you can't stop winter from coming. You cannot stop you it. You can't stop summer can't for those who don't it. like the heat. You can't stop the leaves from falling. And um, so... You just have to endure the the season yeah. that you're in. And I think we don't realize some things are just life. You know, you you are going to have to go through life. And you can speak it all you want. And, you know, I think when we first got saved, I think the phrase was blab and grab, name it and come. Name, name it, it and claim it. Name it and claim it. I was about to say name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, name name and name it and claim it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the catchy church phrases back then. But in um some storms you just gotta endure. So in Mark 35 through 40, it talks about um a storm. And this was a storm where they were on the boat. You can you can read it. I I'm just paraphrasing. The 12 disciples and Jesus on the boat and the storm rose and they was like, master, what should we do? What should we do? They went and woke him up. And so he went and he spoke to the wind and he said, you know, quiet, be still. And the wind died down. It was completely calm. And, you know, he was like, don't you have any faith? And this was the first time they were that I read in the Bible that they were in a storm on the water um, with Jesus. And so he, he explained to them or he showed them, okay, this storm you got to speak to and it, it can be alleviating. It can go away. The waves can be calm. The seas can be calmed down and you'll, you know, you'll make it to where you're trying to go. Later on, same book, Mark 6 and 45 through 50, they're in another storm. Now, this is just two chapters later. Same, same 12 dudes, same 12 disciples. They're in another storm. And they, this is when Jesus was like, hey, go to the other side. And this is when they saw him walking on water. And I thought this was so interesting. The second storm happened two chapters after the first storm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a Bible theologian, so I don't know time frame about how many months or weeks or whatever. But I do know the first storm Jesus was in the boat. They woke him up. He spoke to it. They looked at him. They was like, oh, my God, you know, the winds and everybody obeys him and so on and so forth. Second storm, he said, go to the other side. And they never spoke to the storm. This is when Peter walked on water. Mm-hmm. And he said, Lord, if it bid you, me come. And Jesus said, come. But the curious thing I thought about this from the context of, you know, the power of words is that why didn't they speak to the storm the second time? 
Mm-hmm. They just they just went through this, you know, a couple of chapters earlier. And so sometimes we forget. Sometimes we don't believe. Sometimes we need to be reminded. And hopefully this podcast is reminding you. So maybe you you and your spouse or y'all went through something and you made it through. Now, here it is. You're going through another another storm. It could be the same exact thing. Speak to it. Don't don't just say, well, you know, we're going through this again. And there, there have been things in our marriage we've gone through multiple times. Same issue multiple times. Mm-hmm. And you just have to speak to it because there are, I believe personally, that there are tests that God gives us tests that you have to pass. Mm-hmm. And so... I think sometimes also... Mm-hmm. Can I interject? Interject. I think sometimes you have to speak through it. Mm. So sometimes we're speaking to the storm, but we're going through a storm that that God ordained mm-hmm. that we didn't we just have to speak positive while you're going through. Yeah. You have to continue to speak God's word. You have to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. You see the storm, but that doesn't mean that storm should not should not sway you. It shouldn't cause you to be moved. You should be, you know, flat-footed, standing tall. I can't think of the scripture now um, that talks about when the winds blew. And um, but you should stay steadfast. That's the word I'm looking for. Matthew seven twenty-four. Steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So you have to continue to go through that storm but continue to speak positive. Don't murmur and complain because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. You don't like it. That could be damaging and cause you to stay somewhere in that storm longer than you need to stay. Like we said at the beginning, it may cause you to be in a, in a season of your marriage that lasts 40 years, you know, five years, 10 years, six months when it was really just a one month, you know, situation. <laughs> now, six months, a year later, you still having the same issue. Mm-hmm. Check your words. Check what you're saying. Stop and take a moment and make sure you're not speaking death over your marriage. Speak life. Even if it doesn't look good, still speak good. Ooh, Selah. So, again, we... As Renee said early in the podcast, we didn't look at each other's notes. And so when you brought up the scripture, the storm blew, that's Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Okay. And okay. it was like, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat upon the house, yet it didn't, didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Mm-hmm. This storm, you just have to endure. This, this Again, this is the, the first storm when Jesus was walking on water. They spoke to it. Jesus spoke to it. Mm-hmm. The storm obeyed him. This storm right here, everybody goes through a storm. Like life. A, yeah, life. <laughs> everybody goes through life. Every marriage goes through life. 
and you just have to endure it sometimes. And I like what you said, you got to speak through it. So even though you're going, you're in it, and you got to speak through it, because as Bishop Brown would say, don't let the storm outlive your marriage. Don't let the season outlive your marriage, because you're in this for the long haul. And so change your, change your vocabulary, change your conversation. We're not getting divorced. This is not going to be the end of our marriage. Yes. We're going to grow old together. Yes. We're going to get old together. We not, we, no, we're not separating. I'm not moving out. You're not moving out. This, this, no, no. It's, we are going to make this thing work. There's yes. a reason that you're the only married godly couple in your family. There's a reason. God has placed you in that family. He's chosen you. He's uh, sanctified you and set you apart so you can be an example to all your other family members that godly marriage works. Yes. So that's all I had. Um, I, I got more, but I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good place for us to stop because I was just kind of meditating on what you were saying. And I believe that the Lord will have us continue this discussion next week. So enjoy your week. And remember, speak positively. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.